in conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Round Peg, where we believe that great marketing starts with a strategy. This is Lorraine Ball. And Sam Von Tobel. And this morning, we're going to talk about SEO. You know, one of the challenges with SEO is that it changes all the time. Absolutely. Um, it's... It feels like every time you go on and you check Google and you, and you look at the behind-the-scenes stuff or you read a press release, there's always something new that it, you know that's all, changes the way you have to approach SEO. For us as a company that does this for our clients, it's frustrating. I can imagine for the average business owner, it's completely overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Common knowledge to us, but maybe for someone who's not so savvy, what is SEO and why is it so important? SEO, Search Engine Optimization. You know, it's funny, I remember a time before Google, and I, I know that you're looking at me like that that's some kind of fairy tale, <laughs> but, but there was a time that you could look for things on the internet without search engines, well, you were using search tools, but without advertising, um, and it was really a very mathematical search. You put in a term, and tools helped you find things that matched that term. As Google and later Yahoo and Bing kind of evolved, they really sort of fine-tuned the rules and outlined sort of an algorithm that helped their robots figure out which were the most appropriate websites. SEO is the science of organizing your website or optimizing your website to match those rules. So is there a mainline strategy for SEO, or does it kind of depend on person-to-person? Well, there there are a couple of strategies. First off, there are multiple search engines, and they all have their own algorithms. Now, Google is the big dog, so that's the one you have to pay attention to. Unfortunately, Google doesn't really tell you all the things in their algorithm, but they have identified some basics. And that's really, I think, what business owners have to focus on are the basics. Recency, relevancy, related links. Relevancy, does your website match what I'm looking for? Recency, is it the newest information out there? And related links, is your website connected to other authoritative sites? And and we've had some interesting, uh, particularly I think on some of your clients, where we've had site pages that have done really well for a really long time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it it kind of boils down to just finding it. And obviously, I mean, it pops out of nowhere sometimes. I was just going over the reports uh, for one of my clients, Tish Flooring, and this uh, this article that I didn't even know existed that was written three years ago suddenly popped up on the report as, as one of the most popular uh, entries for the website a month. It was, uh, well, what was the topic? Can you vacuum your floors too many times? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the burning question that everyone wants to know. And there's ways to jump on, to jump on, take uh, take advantage of that. You know, obviously that's something popular people are looking at. You can go in, add some additional content, put in some new graphics, uh, beef up uh, the text a little bit, and it'll rise and rise and uh, reach a further audience. And you know, and that's really the key is that um, you can actually see what terms people are looking for based on these really unusual articles and if you're smart you do all those things that you talked about you take popular posts and you you sort of give the search engines more bait but then you also have kind of an outline for related posts 
because that's one of the other things that search engines um, look for. They look for, do you have the answer to this question? But is it kind of a, a weird outlier or is that what your site's about? Mm-hmm. And the way that you convince search engines that, no, no, this is really what we're about. You write a related article. Can you vacuum your carpet too many times? Can you vacuum a tile floor? <laughs> and, and so you start to kind of build related articles. Can you wash your floor too many times. And so now each of those articles is kind of on a related theme and it helps raise the authority of the website as a resource for people who are looking for information on cleaning their floors. So as an SEO expert, (laughs) um, do you have any SEO cautionary tales or possibly ways that SEO can almost backfire or penalize you in any way? Absolutely. And this was one that we really had some knockdown drag out fights with clients. There was an old style of SEO that basically you took every keyword that you could possibly imagine and you stuffed it into the footer. And so the whole bottom third of the page was nothing but a string of keywords. And for a long time, that was okay. And then Google said, you know, that really isn't quality. That's keywords, but not natural language. And as their search engines got smarter and their algorithms more refined, we saw a lot of sites that had that keyword stuffing mentality go from page one to page three overnight. So Google's looking for uh, quality over quantity. Google is definitely looking for quality. Google is looking for natural language. Google is looking for real information. They have always had human beings along with search engines. They have a team of human beings that actually go in and randomly read websites and they compare the the scores that their robots are giving these websites to their experience and that human overlap allows them to fine tune that algorithm interesting a little creepy yeah a little but, creepy but you yeah know, you start talking about robots and algorithms and you know sends a little chill down your spine it is that next step and I think what people forget is Google is in a very specific business. They are not in the business of search. They're in the business of advertising sales. And they know that if you go to Google and you do a search, nine times out of ten you're going to find something in the search results that you like, and one time in ten you're going to see an ad and you're going to click on the ad. If you don't find good information in that main area, you will switch to Yahoo, Bing, or any number of other up-and-coming search engines, and Google will lose their ability to sell advertising. When you understand that, then it makes sense why they are so focused on good content, good content, good content. So you spend all this time perfecting and fine-tuning the SEO on your website, how do you know it's paying off? Um, The most obvious way to know if it's paying off is to look at your traffic. How many people came to your website based on 
organic, which is search, how many came based on referrals and social, and that really can tell you which part of your marketing is working. Um, a few years ago, Google actually gave you a pretty complete list of the key terms that people used. They don't anymore. They really kind of hide that because they want you to buy the advertising and, and kind of mess around with a lot of different ads. But you can still see, did we get organic traffic? What pages did people come to? Um, if all the traffic is coming to your homepage, that's probably a lot of it based on referrals and name recognition. But if a lot of your traffic, if a lot of people come to an obscure blog post or an internal gallery or a portfolio, the only way they're going to find those pages is with search. So that, what that kind of talks to is the need to optimize every single page on your website. So you've had some um, experience with tweaking optimization. What are some of the things that you did to improve some of the pages on uh, the Randall and Tish sites? Well, you just kind of have to go through and, and, and like you said, focus in on and what is the objective of this page. Um, add a little more content, uh, make it a little more visible. Find the right keyword. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not always obvious. Finding the right keyword is not always obvious, and, and sometimes it takes a little trial and error. Um, but with you know, with some practice and, and uh, enough work, you'll you'll be able to kind of narrow in on those things. But um, adding in some new graphics, like I said, is, is always a good way to, to try to give breathe a little life into an old blog post or, or a page that's not getting enough traffic. And I want to kind of jump off on that because people would normally think, well, graphics. How do they help? Well, one of, the, um, one of the ways that adding a new graphic really helps search is if you name the image correctly, if you write a description that contains the keyword, now when people search, they can find all that text content, but they can also switch over. If they're really looking for just a picture, now your graphics start to show up on the image search. We have a page on our website that it was a blog post that I wrote in 2009 um, that had a nice little graphic, and we named the graphic correctly, and it got indexed under that term, and um, we still get traffic for our marketing org chart, what is that, seven, eight years yeah, later, wow. um, because that graphic was appropriately named, it was appropriately described. The other thing that, a um, couple of, I guess, rules, quick rules. One, every page has to have a unique name. Even if they're just slightly different, and it's tempting to use the same naming conventions over and over again, but you really want to lead with the keyword, maybe some related descriptors. One of the things that we run into a lot is we do graphic and web design, but we also want to show up locally. So we might do graphic design and then have a pipe and then web design, or we might do graphic design, Indianapolis web design. And that way the word Indianapolis is next to both graphic and web in the title. But now there needs to be something else 
because otherwise I might have five pages with that same title. That's going to confuse the hell out of Google. Mm-hmm. So one might be portfolio, colon, graphic design, Indianapolis web design. Another one might be services, graphic web. Also, in your page titles, you have to decide whether you want to give up valuable characters for the name of your firm. So you'll notice if you look at the SEO for a lot of the pages on our website, I don't put the word round peg in our page description. And the reason is we already show up if you do a search for round peg. If you're launching a new company, you definitely want to include the name of your firm in your page title. So we've talked about a lot of big stuff, uh, the, the three main points, some of the other little things. What are some little tips or tricks that maybe wouldn't be so obvious when you're looking to improve your SEO? Big one, the related links. You certainly want to link to other credible external sources, but you also want to link between pages on your website. Because what a link does is it operates like a signpost that drives the search engine comes... If there are no links on the page, it doesn't know where to go next, so it may bounce away. But if it gets to a page and it works all the way down and it sees a link to something else on a related topic, it'll follow that link and index another page on your site and another page and another page. So connecting pages that have more on this topic or another blog post on this topic, very, very relevant. The other thing that you need to do is you need to kind of identify one page as your, as your primary authority page. So for us, the web design page that talks about our web design services might be our primary page. And then I will have links on our website, maybe on blog posts about websites, and they all point to that same page. So all those different scattered links create um, road signs all leading to the same place. If Google keeps discovering that same page through multiple channels, it kind of goes, oh, that must be an important page. Adding internal links, going back and adding a little more content, and you've talked about that a couple of times. Google used to look for about 400 words on a page. Now it's looking for six. So if you do nothing else but go back and add 100 or 150 words to every page on your website, little more information, you're going to go a long way to improving your SEO. If you want to know more about SEO, if you want kind of a checklist to help audit your site, um, there's some wonderful resources on the Roundpeg website. We hope you'll check them out. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.